But Dad, in the name of Jesus, we just come to you right now. We ask you to give us the words that we need. Holy Spirit, help us to just help someone know who you are today or want to know who you are. Help them to open their ears and just hear our message today, Father God. We ask you to just let us bless someone. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let us bless someone with our message and let them help them and draw them closer to you, Father God. We ask you to give us the right words only from you, Father God, so that we can pour into others. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Alrighty. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hey, Bray. Hey, what's happening? What's going on? It's going good. It's going good? What's going on, world? What's happening, guys? Welcome to the sister show. The sister show. So exciting. It's good to see you. You look great. You do, too. You're so hey. beautiful. We just started. You're not about to... <laughs> we just started. My sister's so beautiful. You just... Pretty. Um, yeah, so uh, my name's Vinay. My name's Bria. And this is the Sister Show. Welcome. Where we Sisters just be and brothers. Talking. We just be talking. We just be talking. We do. We don't shut up. No, we don't. When we're together. At all. We and sometimes we get a little caught up and we can go for a long time. So It's um, good fellowship. It's good fellowship. It is. It it's is. It's never a dull moment. I'm like, yeah, I'm hanging out with her. I'm not going to be bored. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We have a, we have a we do. great time. I'm never bored. I'm like, yep, I'm hanging out. They, what are you doing hanging out with my sister? <laughs> I'm not available. Yeah. I'm hanging on my sister. Hanging on my purpose. Purpose. Are we people or birds? My other purpose partner. My husband. Whoever he is, you ain't going to take my place. All right. No man may separate us. Just know that. You're not taking my sister. You stuck with me too. We may not have a ring on, but you stuck with me too. Mm-hmm. All the crazy. Whoever mine is, well, you know the deal. So. Um, pretty good. I've been getting, uh, this week's revelation has been about, he's been telling me about six months. I don't know mm. why I keep hearing about six months. I don't know if it's because, um, we've been reading this book. She put me onto this book called, uh, the Sh uh, Night in Shining Armor. And it's basically a book about pre preparing and getting you in preparation for your husband. And, um, it's a six month intimate process that she wants the reader to go on where you set aside six months you know like a honeymoon phase with God and I had written mine in for the 14th but when we were in the car we were like hold on like we were like wait how long have we really been in this and we haven't been in it long um, but I started a little bit before her and it's actually six months this month so I was like, I don't know if that's why. I don't know if he wants me to do another six months. I don't know if it has anything to do with, um, like, my husband or anything like that. I don't know exactly what the six months mean. So I've been asking about revelation for that. And then um, I keep getting revelation about uh, the woman who touched Jesus' garment and was healed from uh, being, she was bleeding, I think it was at 12 years? Yeah, 12 yeah, years. 12 years. Mm -hmm. So I've been seeing that a lot. And just continuing to be continuing to be obedient, um, getting into the routine uh, every day of just talking to God. And first, I asked Him to reveal Himself to me, 
each morning. Just reveal yourself to me either, no matter how big or small, reveal yourself to me today. And then to give me the desire to be obedient to him today. So, that's been pretty. That's been beautiful. You know, that's been, this has been my week so far. You know, pretty chill week actually. That's too yeah. bad. Um, Good stuff. Let's see, he's really been pouring into me about finances. Mm -hmm. So, um, he spoke to me probably last week about really like buckling down on like really setting myself up for the future. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and I kind of went like overboard with it too. Like, I, I started opening up like savings accounts out yeah, the wazoo. You know, um, but he said to me, like, you're going to be debt free. So let's get to being debt free. Mm -hmm. So I said, all right, cool. So he told me within this year, before um, next year, I will be debt free. All my debt will be paid off. Woo! And then also we're going to have multiple savings accounts set up with, and then we're going to have multiple income coming in. Yeah. So... I said, okay, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to open up these accounts and we're just going to pour into it because he told me that in order for me, in order for us to bless others, our finances have to be straight as well. Mm -hmm. Very true. So he's saying, I need you to get this in order for me. Okay. So getting, I'm good. Um, and then also, you know, just preparing for the future too, because certain things are going to eventually happen and you want to make sure that you are set so yeah. you know I have I have the retirement fund I have the life insurance so he was just saying okay let's focus on this now okay so that's pretty much what it's been and it's really been um it's really been good 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 good, good I've been stuff. seeing some stuff um we went to see Jonathan McReynolds and Oh, in concert with yeah. um, how do you pronounce Jordan's name? Jordan, 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 Jordan Armstrong. Well, why he got the X to mark in the middle? I don't know if he wanted to get Jordan. If his mama wanted to get fancy, I don't know. I just was saying Jordan. So, uh, yeah, Jordan Armstrong and Jonathan McReynolds in concert. It was so good. It was really good. It was so good. So yeah, um, we have other events coming up that we're just, you know, Woo! this is our single season. Indeed. Yeah. So we We're are a lot just of um, getting a lot of things he's preparing us for throughout yeah. this season. He's like, I'm telling time. you, like literally once you just allow the Holy Spirit to pour into you and mm -hmm. you let him lead you, mm -hmm. he is going to speak. Oh yeah, clearly, clear as day he will speak. Oh, you'll hear him. Oh, you'll know. So if you stay focused and steadfast on the word of God and what he has in store for you yeah. he definitely will let you know where you're supposed to be in life yeah and don't cool. be afraid of that like walk in that yeah well don't first you have to be able to recognize you have to be able yeah to discern his voice because i didn't know his yeah, voice yeah i've read a whole book oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> she reading y'all she never used to read i never read it's beautiful i'm usually the book nerd but it's fine <laughs> but yeah you have to know his voice you have to know when he's speaking a lot of times yeah. I know when he's speaking one if it's something i have never said nor heard before i said that ain't me um if i feel that there's a tug on my heart or um if i see the same thing over and over again 
that I'm learning that there's a pattern like okay that means you're speaking to me what are you trying to say yeah um, so it's important to be able to discern and recognize his voice and it's not gonna happen overnight you know it's a process it's something that you have to be willing to put yourself in a vulnerable space in you have to be willing to really put yourself in the position to hear what he's saying and actually digest what he's saying sometimes you might have to just sit in it for a minute because a lot heart of times too. Your, yeah, heart your heart has to be there yeah a lot of times like I'm learning now um, his voice in the moment but before it was more so I wouldn't know until it was in hindsight and I'm like oh that was the Holy Spirit speaking to me I didn't know but now I'm starting to get in a routine of knowing when he's speaking right when he's speaking to me which is really nice yeah and I noticed for me like when I first started really hearing from it it was like he would just put me in uncomfortable situations and I'm like yo come on seriously man <laughs> why you gotta do me like this yeah so I, I realized like nine times out of ten if I felt uncomfortable doing something he was like tugging on me like no you need to do it and I was just like alright okay <laughs> like yeah yeah so alright what's the topic um well first you know let's get into some changes you know we've seen in ourselves mm -hmm. since you know that wasn't me that was the Holy Spirit <laughs> some things we've noticed about ourselves so changes um uh patience mm. um I have grown to have so much more patience than mm -hmm. before grace mm. I'm giving people more grace than ever yeah even ones that I didn't even think that I would give grace to <laughs> so yeah so yeah my love walk he's like really yeah, really yeah. that's good you know and that's the in the Bible Jesus says the greatest commandment of them all is love me yes. honor me and then love your neighbor so mm -hmm. I'm doing that so I think that that's the biggest thing I'm just focusing on my love walk mm -hmm. and I'm seeing it transpire mm -hmm. and then I see it affecting others around me yeah yeah. yeah so and I notice like when my I allow love to take over it just allows you to think better instead mm. of just instantly reacting to something it's like sitting something for a yeah hmm. and just like okay let's let's really understand and process this like for instance I got in a car accident yeah someone hit my car and it was like you know you're trying to get into work it yeah was, you yeah. know so it was right outside my job and I'm like, okay, I'm already running a little late. But I mean, I could have I could have reacted in such a horrible way. Yeah. But I said, no, in this moment I'm not going to react. I'm going to respond to the Holy Spirit only. I learned that from yes to yeah. Jerome. So, um respond to the Holy Spirit only. And um allow him to take over. And mm. so and I'm glad I did because it was a young girl. She was probably like maybe 19, 20. Okay. First accident ever. Okay. So she, you could tell like, so I, I, I just really poured into her and there was nothing wrong. Like nobody was hurt. Like I'm, I'm learning to look at what I've learned because now I'm like all in it. I just learned to look at the different perspective on life and see the good in all. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's good. My love walk. Live well. How about you? Um, I think just being okay with being by myself and okay with being myself. Mm -hmm. 
when we had gone to the concert, first I felt good in just what I was wearing. Just a simple, like, green dress, jean jacket, that's a staple. And some sneakers. And my slick bit, because I wasn't doing my hair. And I just felt, I felt fine. I felt comfortable. I felt confident. I felt good in myself. Um, I felt, I wasn't worried about people around me. I wasn't looking at people around me. I wasn't focused on, what are they going to think? What are they going to say? Um, so really getting to soak it all in and really just enjoy myself and enjoy um, the company of being with my sister and actually just having that memory because you can't, you know, you can't get that kind of stuff back. And I just found like that's pretty much what's been going on with me. It's just a change in how I view the world and how I let the world's view of, of me affect me in the end. Um, and just taking things day by day, not stressing out about things that are out of my control and just kind of just giving it to him and keep moving and keep going and where I have to go. Um, so not focusing on those little things and not striving to be something that I'm not, not focusing on what the world wants and what the world likes, but what what God likes and what God, you know, expects of me. That's been yeah. pretty good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. That, um, and I, I pray that your, what you just said, um, sits on someone. Mm-hmm. I, I really pray that someone takes what you just said in. Yeah. Because a lot of us, um, a lot of us go through that. Or sometimes we do get in those moods, especially for women. I don't know about y'all, but for women, we do get in these moods where we just don't, like, you yeah, know, yeah, it's just, yeah. I don't feel like I look good today, or I feel like I'm really, really fat today, I or feel like I feel like my face is not clear, my skin isn't I feel clear. Dirty. Like, we really, really just look at stuff, and on the outside, when people see us, they don't even see what we see in the yeah, mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The enemy just allows us to fixate on so many negative yeah. things. Mm -hmm. So I, I just really pray that someone receives that message. And I pray mm -hmm. that, you know, they're able to not dwell and sit on something yeah. that they linger on about yeah. themselves. Like, no, you're beautiful. Yeah. And, and then look in the mirror. Find parts of your body that you love. Yeah. Find parts of yeah. yourself that you admire and you love about yourself and you find beautiful and I promise you it's going to turn into your entire body that's why we talk about seek God find yourself when you seek him you are able to understand who you are um, mm -hmm. I know just from not even just being more um, comfortable and aware of my beauty but also how I carry myself in the world I had really bad social anxiety and being in spaces of a lot of people. Um, I was in therapy, was it last year? Yeah. Like November, October, somewhere around that. I don't remember the exact session. Um, I wasn't in therapy that long because my therapist, she was still uh, getting her license and everything and she wanted to start her home practice and stuff. So she had to leave and I didn't go back since. But I've been fine. Um, but it was one of those things that I had said out loud and I was like I've never said nor thought that before um, the concert with the Jonathan Reynolds concert and Jordan Armstrong was opening up for him uh, it was in Philly and it was at the Brooklyn Bowl 
and you're in this space that is a predominantly black space and obviously you know I know I'm light and bright but I'm a black woman and I had a lot of trauma with being in spaces which is very weird and it sounds crazy but I had a lot of trauma with being in spaces with black people and I never knew that so it got to the point where and especially black women and black girls so it got to the point where if I would walk past like a group of black girls or just one black girl it was something that would just get very uncomfortable and very unsettling so I noticed that shift from going to that concert and being in this space where pretty much everyone was black there was very few mm -hmm. of anything else but black but feeling fine and feeling good and not worried or thinking about how it is and I think one of the issues is that a lot of times is in the black community we diminish each other instead of uplifting each other mm. so there's so many like the majority of the time I got bullied was by darker skinned girls so I, my trauma was triggered around being darker skinned girls which was weird because I never really had light skinned friends the majority of my friends were dark skinned yeah but I didn't understand why it was this like intense anxiety like certain places I didn't want to go to because I'm like there's going to be a lot of people there. They probably will be black. I'm going to have this unsettling feeling. So being at this place with everyone that's pretty much black and not worried and not dealing with, ins not thinking about insecurities and being in a space with like actually people that were like uplifting. There was a girl there. She had this really cute suit on and she had walked past us and my sister was like, your suit is really cute. And she was very nice. She explained to us where she got the suit and all this stuff. Um, so just being in a space with actual people that were like decent and were very nice. There was a girl, she had asked us, you know, when we were getting out the car, she was like, you think, y'all think it's going to be cold in there? We was like, <laughs> well, no, but we going to bring a jacket just in case. And I was like, but you look good though. Cause she looked cute. Um, but I was never like that. I never was comfortable being that way, which was scary, but being comfortable to be myself around people that look like me. Um, mm. so being delivered from that, I don't know what that was. I don't know what, yeah, I know that was some kind of spirit. I don't know what it was, but being delivered from that and feeling content and okay in being in a space with all people, yeah. But it wasn't like a racism thing, it was just like it was, I don't know what that was. Well, I it used, was trauma. I used to, um, being transparent, mm -hmm. okay, I used to feel some kind of way when I got around black girls mm -hmm. because I felt like I wasn't good enough yeah 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 to be in that yeah. crowd and I think it also goes to the fact like you know I did talk a little bit more proper yeah. that than, was the thing yeah I talked yeah I talked a little different than the other girls yeah. from around the way and my skin is lighter yeah. than yeah. a lot of the girls you know yeah. I, I grew up in the city like I lived in the city majority of my life I went to inner city schools like you see my my environment was white. I grew up in the suburbs, right. went to white schools and stuff, you know. And also, because I come from a mixed racial family, yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to identify mm -hmm. with where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Because, okay, over here there's white girls. Over here there's black girls. Yeah. Who I do fit. I choose? I don't fit. I don't fit neither or. I don't fit. And yeah. society makes you choose. Right. So I was basically pretending and when you to choose, be both. When, when it makes you choose, it makes you um, feel like you're betraying the other one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And then, I, I mean, I guess 
maybe middle school is when I started yeah. to yeah. like yeah. okay but I still like I didn't know until I was an adult that I was light-skinned yeah I thought I was dark because I'm the darkest one of the darkest in the people family, in my yeah. family yeah so I'm thinking I'm dark skin all my life I never knew mm -hmm. you like like well you're a little dog in me yeah but, but light I'm light-skinned too no, I noticed that do. today I said wait my sister's light-skinned <laughs> so I mean like but I grew up thinking yeah. I was like yeah. serious identity yeah that so I never felt secure and when a black woman would walk into a room like a black girl walk into a room with confidence yeah. and just yeah and I'm like and I would just <laughs> yeah I would yeah. just go yeah. go into yeah. a shell yeah. because I never was raised with that yeah not not like you know saying that my mom didn't do a good job or whatever not yeah. saying none of that I'm just saying like they had our families you know there was things that they hadn't um healed from in their yeah. childhood yeah and it festered as they became adults and then it was put onto their children but that's not their fault there's a spirit that was on them i had learned like um there's like what satan does is that he'll that's why you get these generational curses there's spirits that are put onto a family member to your your ancestors and then when the enemy sees that it worked on that ancestor, it gets passed down. It's like, all right, well, if it worked for them, it's going to work for this person. It'll work for this person. You're speaking to the mic. Oh, hey. <laughs> if it works for them, it'll work for this person. It works for them, it'll be in this person. So it's passed down because it has this, um, this success rate in the mind of Satan. So it's getting passed down to, that stuff's getting passed down to us. And then mm -hmm. it affects us. Yeah. So you have that person in your family where it gets passed down and it's like, I've had enough of this. My family has seen enough of this. My family has suffered enough of this. And I just know for my mom, my mom has definitely made a shift because my mom had that situation as well. It was, you know, insecurities and stuff like that, which is in a lot of women. But um, it was being portrayed onto me growing up. So um, I was that change to really make a shift because I was like, I can't. I can't yeah. have that on me. And I didn't want that on her. I want My mom is absolutely beautiful. My mom's a very beautiful woman. And I know it was hard for her to see that because she wasn't taught that. It wasn't shown to her. Um, same, same and in that mom. society, you know, black women weren't uplifted, you know, like the way they are now. They weren't shown as an image of beauty. Now it's, it's flaunted more than ever. But she didn't have that. So she didn't know. It's hard when you want to give something that you don't have so she couldn't give me something that she did yeah, not have she just didn't she didn't understand yeah it. And, and when you don't understand something you mishandle it yes very much so i mean yeah i get it trust yeah. me i get it because my mom the same way my mom had insecurities and yeah. she didn't realize she was putting them yeah. on us yeah that was the thing yeah so I, it was like i had to grow up and figure it out for myself yeah. like thank god for God yeah praise the Lord like I I wouldn't understand that I am enough without him mm -hmm. so it really I had to sit in that like I am enough like I am enough and it's like what you said when you know that and you per you naturally portray it now yeah so people naturally see it they, they gravitate to gravitate towards it and it's like oh she got she got some on her. I'm like literally one of those black girls that walk into the room and all eyes are like, all eyes who's are like, that? Who are you? Like, like I would always see that. I'm like, wow. But then we're humbled. We're humbled enough people where it's like, we don't notice it. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I we're just in the that. room, but we don't realize that we're in the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I get it. I mean, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> we can unpack the childhood stuff all day. So, I mean, but, yeah, it, it, it definitely did something to me mm -hmm. as I um got older. And mm -hmm. then it also was the main reason why I chose... The dudes, the dudes I, I dated, like I just didn't know who I was as as me as nay only. You are. Like I I just didn't have an identity. So and when you do that, you date the person that you are, the the mirror yes, version of you. The mirror you version know? of you, and yeah. they didn't know who they were they either. Didn't know either. Yep. A hot mess. Hot mess. A hot mess. And then they put their mess on your mess. So now you got double mess. Woo! And now you gotta unpack the trauma that you just put yourself in. Yeah. And then half the time, you don't even, you lose sight of you because you're trying to help them. You're trying to, yeah, yeah you're trying to support them. You don't even know who yeah, you are. You don't know who you are, yep. I'm telling you, I, I literally sat in that, and I'm like, I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. No, 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 like, if I'm going to be, if we're actually going to be in this and have the same vision and I have my purpose partner, yep. I need you to understand that I'm going to support you, Yeah. but I have to have my own identity. Yeah, yeah. I am, I'm going to submit to you. Your vision is where we're going to go because mm -hmm. the wife submits to the husband and right, she follows right. his vision. I get that. I understand that completely. But I need you to understand. <laughs> I got to know me first. I got to know me. I got to do me. Exactly. In some way, I need to have that. Yeah. Because for so long, I pushed myself to the side. Yep. And I'm just not doing we that. We put everyone first. So we I just... I raised my standards. I set boundaries, Ooh. which Ooh. I never did before. I never, I never I set didn't have boundaries. boundaries. I, I didn't have boundaries. Was. Like I just was like, okay. Oh, you like me? Oh, you oh. like me? Let's you think I, you think I'm pretty? That's nice. You called me beautiful. Oh, oh, what? No one said that to me. Which is crazy because we have positive male figures in our like we had yeah. a, a great dad. Yeah, our dad amazing. never diminished our character. He's never mm -hmm. called. He's always instilled great things in us so it was like what am i looking for yeah when i have it and i have a brother who has done nothing but instilled greatness in me now my daddy didn't hug yeah daddy don't show affection daddy he, don't his hug. love language is different he's more like um acts of service gives gifts yes. type person he's, he's a gift in words of affirmation yes. but he's not like a he is in my you know? in my love language at the top is affection because mm. i didn't really have it mm. And I'm like, I feed off affection. Like, mm. I need that. I don't know. That's just me. And acts of service. I, I do mean, something for people. I don't mind hugs, but do I'm more acts of service. I got kids. I go to school. I got a <laughs> job. I got... Uh, do something. Give me a hug. <laughs> Give me a hug and then do something. Yeah, I'm more of an acts of service person. I like to serve If people. you can free my time up, bruh. Bruh. If you can do something for me that's going to alleviate from what I do daily. Yes. <sighs> and you a man of God? Like a... <laughs> Sorry, the Holy Spirit got me. And you a man of God? And you a man of God? What? <laughs> Come on, somebody. <gasps> He's coming. <laughs> He'll be here. It's alright. I trust the Lord. God is sovereign. Amen. See, right. Okay, because we're excited <laughs> about husbands, but it's like, 
we have a lot to do. Yes. And the good thing is that God is preparing us for many things at one time. Mm. We're learning that now, but before it was like, he got me over here doing this and, and that, and he said, hey, what about this thing? Not All even this realizing. Stuff. And one of the things he's been preparing us for is marriage. So he's preparing us for all these different things, which I know that if he's preparing me for something, it's bound to happen soon. Um, and <laughs> one of the, th I know for me personally, and I had relayed this to her, it was getting strong with just the thought of my husband and like, you know, fantasizing, oh, we're going to live here, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and we're going to go here, and there's how many kids we're going to have, and the dog going to look like this, you know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> Scruffy going to look like this. And... He was like, I need, I, I know you want this husband. I understand. I'm like, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Is he over there? Do I go through this door? He's like, uh -uh. I need you to do this first. I need you to focus on me first. I need you to sacrifice. He had me sacrifice first by forgiving myself. I have forgiven all these people mm -hmm. and allowed people spiritually to forgive me but I had never forgave myself and I did myself dirty for years yeah. trying to be perfect in the in the image of perfect that I felt was perfect trying I had to you know I would be putting pressure on myself about little things I didn't like making a mistake because if I made a mistake it felt like it diminished my character and it gave me a bad reputation like just stuff like that and then diminishing my body like not loving my body not loving what God has put in me and has instilled in me because I was so focused on these insecurities yeah. I wasn't focused on the beauty of who I was and who he made me to be and I'm starting to appreciate that now um, so he wanted me to, to sacrifice by forgiveness and also to sacrifice the idea of a husband he's like I need you to sacrifice that for right now because that's not what I I'm give that's not where you're at right now I'm mm -hmm. preparing you for it but you're not in the space right now where you need that or can because if he gives it to me too early, I'm going to mess it up. I already mm -hmm. know that. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm excited for it, but am I really ready for it, right? So he had me sacrifice that. He said, what I want you to do is pray for him. Whenever he comes to your mind, pray for him and write letters to him as well. And I had seen this video of this woman. I can't remember her name, but she has a YouTube channel. And she was explaining the journey that God had her on where she was in a space finally where she wasn't thinking about a guy or whatever and God had her pray for him about her husband about all these different things she never met his, her husband never knew anything about him didn't know what he looked like but he had her praying for him and he was giving her all this little insight about him um, before she even knew him and he I didn't know why he had me watch that video certain things he'll draw me to and I was like I have never heard that before pray for your husband I'm praying for a man I know nothing about never seen don't never heard of um, and all that kind of stuff so he was like I need you to pray for him and then write letters and then just this past week he had spoke to me through Pastor Craig Croshel at Life Church never heard of him he's really great a very straight to the point kind of preacher which I love that and his message was literally called why is God so slow and one of the things he talked about was when he started his journey with God God had had him write letters to his now wife Amy and God had gave me that confirmation and that clarification this is why I need you to do this because this is what's gonna happen for you while you're writing these letters and things it's bringing you closer to him and you'll be able to show him and allow him to read these letters so I was like wow that's, that's amazing Life Church is that the guy that did Single and Secure series? Uh, Pastor Craig Crochet? I don't think so. I'm getting videos. I, I think, think so. I'm thinking about somebody else. But that was good. Yeah, he's a really great preacher. I recommend. Especially like if, especially for this generation, because you know, like we're the generation. We're just like, come on, get to the point. 
because you know we don't want no long behind video. yeah his yeah. stuff is very clean cut straight to the point and it makes sense you mm -hmm. know it's good teaching he's really good yeah yeah i do i write um I write letters down, but I, I feel like the letters are more so prayers. Hmm. But I just I just put them down. Anytime I have a thought, I'm like, okay, let me just write it down. Anytime that my future husband comes to my mind, I just write it down. Yeah. But I also realize, like, this is the perfect time for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. being single... Because you don't you don't have a responsibility of being a spouse. Right. right. And this goes for men too, not just females. Right. But it's like you have the opportunity to become the best version of yeah. yourself in this season. Yeah. And a lot of times we as single people, you know, we get down about it because we feel we deserve I mean, everybody desires a partner. Yeah. And if you tell me way. you don't mm, because I'm just saying, God made it so that we have a partner. Like, he literally formed Eve mm -hmm. from Adam yeah. to give to Adam. Yeah. So, I feel like, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe. Because, you know, <laughs> Paul was like, listen. Paul was like, look. Listen, if y'all want to deal with that, you look. can. But I'm straight over here. Look. Listen, but he was he was like, now if you can't keep it together, if you can't keep your loins together, then, then you need married. to go ahead and get married. And <laughs> I'ma just be honest, I am not appalled. <laughs> <laughs> there is no Paul in me. I am not Paul. <laughs> All right, Paul you better, you better go ask somebody. You better go ask somebody. You better ask your neighbor something. I'm not Paul. So yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like Paul, you're a strong guy. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're not doing that. I just, I ain't gonna lie. I'm like, mm, I ain't even. When I read that, I said, mm, Paul don't know me. But I mean, if you get deeper into it, it ain't natural. I'm gonna be honest. It's not natural. It's not natural for you not to to want to be with someone. Why you think priests and all that doing stuff behind closed doors? Ooh. I said it. Boy. I'm not taking it back either. I'm not editing it, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it ain't natural. You're depriving yourself of something that is natural that God wanted for husband and wife. Nah. Mm, we ain't doing it over here. Yeah. But I am waiting for my husband. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. But I've learned when you give it to God, I don't have that yeah. desire. I'm cool. I'm like, I'm good. But we also single. So. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the point, you know? Like, I'm just saying. I'm, you <laughs> I'm, I'm suppressing it way down. It's got to go down. You don't have that desire until the right man come up to you and tell you all the right things. I'm suppressing and, it. Listen. Down next door to Satan himself. It's going all the way down there. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's next door. And I'm not going to, and I honestly am not putting myself in those Oh yeah, temptation no environments. Yeah. Like, no, we ain't doing that. But I understand what you're saying. You see like, what I'm saying? Right now, it's like I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm right. cool as ice. Wait till six months. <laughs> it's been hot here. <laughs> Do you feel that, or is it just me? So, did you turn on the air? It's been a while. It's winter, and I'm having a hot flash. And I mean the type of dude that just look at you. Ah! <laughs> 
tell you a story, okay? Here we go, y'all. Here we go. Brace yourselves. I was down at the beach with my family, and this is when me and I was in another relationship. And it was for the 4th of July. Y'all know my birthday is literally that weekend, June 30th. Whoop, whoop. So, we would always vacation around my birthday. So, the, we were on the boardwalk and the fireworks about to go off. And you know, you got people walking back and forth to strip or whatever. <laughs> and this dude was, I was just chilling, had my kid, my mom was there, he was there, his dad was there. Like, we was just chilling as a family. So, I'm standing out there having fun, dancing or whatever, being me not uh, oblivious to everything in life okay when i tell you this man walks down this boardwalk and he was with his lady beautiful chick she ain't having no clothes beautiful chick and and me i'm i'm modest i ain't i always been that way yeah, it ain't yeah like i never was the one to be like out here showing all everything no no so I, i'm fully clothed and this man just walks by and the way he looked at me I'm telling you this had to be the enemy because the way this man looked at me everybody disappeared and the lust in his eyes when I tell you I my knees buckled by this man's look and I mean he was walking but his eyes stayed directly on me and his girl was right there and I'm like <laughs> I literally did that at him. I was like, oh. it was like he literally like with my with his eyes. I was like, oh my goodness, I never had. So what I'm saying is, <laughs> the point I'm making is, what if that? Well, then I know that he's a counterfeit. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. What if he came in the form that you wanted? He looked at you like that. You you still suppressing? Counterfeit. <laughs> I'm like, you ain't nothing but the enemy. Coming that looked too here. good. No, no, no. We're not doing Temptation. that. Temptation. You need to sit down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Jesus, give me the discerning spirit that I need. <laughs> you need to man. get through this. <laughs> <laughs> she needs it bad. It's a problem. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. That's good stuff. That's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was weird though. Like that really happened. And I mean it uh, I've had it like where a dude will look at me and now without realizing it though, I'll lock I'm <laughs> 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 You'd be like, Wait, I was trying to turn but something my Maybe, neck. <laughs> why why don't do I feel like, yo, this bothers me, and I'm going to be honest. When I'm on point and I'm looking at everything, nobody stares. And something it's when I'm focused on something else. Something grips your neck. <laughs> and you thought you was going to, you thought he was just going to do a little quick, you wasn't even looking at him. You didn't even know they was in the room. And you, you, you not, you focus on something completely, and they just, I'm like, Oh. I've had that with dudes driving. I'm like, sir, yes. you are going to crash. Just pay attention they to be the like, road. They be like, <laughs> young man, <laughs> do you see? Do you see the road? <laughs> Did you forget you were driving a uh, car? Uh, hello. Oh, that's crazy. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> you see? That's yeah. Crazy. So I mean, I'm going to try. Well, I'm not gonna try. Like I, I am gonna do, do it. it. Gonna do I'm it. gonna do it. 
Like that's good. That's good. We ain't compromising nothing over here. Yes. Nah. No. Nah. Because I'm not breaking God's heart. Like hands down. I'm you not. have to be willing as a man to not want to break God's heart. Yeah. To be with me. Exactly. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> Praise him. Praise him. Yes. <clears throat> so yeah. Oh, so one of the topics security system one of the topics okay oh yeah so i've been noticing this a lot all right i was watching um another podcaster uh official dd and it was this guy that was on there and he one of it was just something like something any of all of us christians say you know tell us about your story tell us about your background you know he's like oh you know i grew up in the church but i didn't know god and i'm like why is it that so many of us now having relationships but back we were in the church we were going to church a mama didn't give us a choice your grandmama didn't give you no choice she was going to pop you if you didn't go to church right and it's like we were going to church but none of us knew who god was we didn't know who he was we didn't have a relationship with him and it was like why and i'm like the only thing I could really think is like we didn't grow up to know God. We grew up to know the religion and the tradition of religion and the culture behind it. And you do this, you do that. You don't say this, you don't say that. You don't wear this, you don't wear that. And it's like it, it gets complicating. And it, and it gets complicating for people that have probably never grew up in church, don't know anything about God, don't know anything about church, don't know the customs to it. And I'm like, why is it that that happens? You know what I think? I think it's... um like two parts to it okay on why like this is my opinion okay i feel like yes because it wasn't taught in the church it was more so taught um encouragement encouragement was taught in the church like oh you got up this morning praise the lord and oh he'll never leave <laughs> You know, he'll uh, never leave you off a and sink. And the Lord said, uh, and you woke uh, this morning. He started you on your way. <laughs> Come on, help me, somebody. You You're not singing spirit. nothing. You had Jezebel on you. And I'm here to take that off you right now. <laughs> like, no one was teaching me the facts. No one was teaching that preacher how to breathe between words. <laughs> But on top, okay, so that's the first part. Like at church, you were taught religion. You were yeah. taught, you know, the customs oh, to it. Yeah, yeah. In black churches, you can speak. In other churches, you sit quiet. You know, in black churches, you get up and yeah. ah, you can yeah. fall out. In other churches, everybody. Yeah, and half the chicks falling out. Half chicks falling out that night before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. So what I'm saying, and then the, the second part is home. <laughs> And the other part is like when you go home, you got lukewarm parents. Mm -hmm. Am I going too far? Sorry. Am, am I? Am I? Am I? Am I doing too much? <laughs> you didn't think I was going there, did you? I'll let it sit. Because <laughs> I'm like, I know my my parents were not lukewarm parents because I was like, I grew up in a house where like God was a lot. But it was like, I'd go to other people and they'd be like, oh yeah, I'm Christian. And my family's Christian. But then they mama drunk and stuff. And Lay it out on the bar. They over, and then this person cussing and this person fighting. I'm like, wait, I thought you said you were And Christian. you ignorant to people. Yeah. And you cussing out people. I see. <laughs> like, what? 
and I and at that time I was young so it's like you know I understand everybody we have our own things everybody does wrong we're human it's bound to happen but I was like why do we put this label of Christianity but the label doesn't match the action mm -hmm. I was like I, I, I was like oh but then the issue is then you're teaching other people oh so I can cuss everybody out and still be in good grace with God <laughs> oh, I can go get drunk in Liddy Bop and still be a good Oh, yeah, it's all right. Because he'll oh, forgive me I can beat this chick up. and I ain't never beat nobody up. And still be in good yeah. grace with God. So I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I can still do this and do that. And I'm going to just repent. And Lord, forgive me for all my sin. And I just so wrong. <laughs> you got to do a holiday heart. And I was so wrong for doing it. And then go back to it. <laughs> you got to do a holiday heart with... And I was so wrong. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. But it's true. Like, and I, I'm saying, like, a lot of parents that this generation grew up with was, oh, yeah, we'll go to church on Sunday, but we ain't going to live like it for the rest of the week. And it was, like, custom. Like, if we go to church on Sunday, we're good. But you haven't Holy read the word all week. You, you haven't. haven't prayed all week. You haven't done heard anything God has said you haven't you instilled did, anything and you in didn't do kids. what you said you haven't done anything you've just been going to church and you have those people they're fillers you have mm. those fillers in the church C they're fillers. just sitting there yes C fillers. they're sitting there and you have preachers that are fine with that it's like as long as I get billions and billions of people in my as church as long as I'm you fine. paying but your church as long is as you funding down. it right but you don't have a strong foundation of, con of a congregation you got all these souls in here that aren't in here for the right reasons. That are lost. They lost. And I mean, the church, you're going to be lost in the church. We're all lost. That's why we're trying to figure out where we're going with God. But you have those people that don't even know where to start. And you, don't ha and you have those people that don't know how to get them to that starting point because their intentions aren't right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That was passion. So, yeah. That, yeah. It was passion. <laughs> but, I mean, that, that came down to it. Like, for us, we had parents that were you know really involved yeah like my mom was involved in church yeah i mean we was always there and yeah. even at home we was always like i didn't know secular music until i got to like middle, middle school. school i ain't no number i didn't know what a baby mom was i was like and i'm the one over here pretending like i know the songs like we literally had to study the song like literally all night i gotta learn this song i gotta know this song. i gotta know and this before i go on with and you it's imagine like if they i say. did that for the lord <laughs> and it's like what they say about a liar when you lie you have to build up on that lie mm. so you have to add on to it so when you're trying to be something that you're not it's stressful because you're you have to add on to all these things and these people just have it naturally and i'm like yeah why do I have like, to work what? hard to be a part of your world? It, because I'm not part of your It's world. a shame. I'm so glad that I don't um, try to fit into society yeah. now. Because it's a shame. Because when I was younger, it was always like, oh, being a church girl is lame. And I would literally, they would, oh, church girl, church girl. Like, that was my nickname. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to be a church girl. If y'all want me, yeah, if y'all want me saying that, like, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and do what y'all do and act dumb. And but even when you try, they see it. They're like, girl, you ain't got no business. Doing girl, all what that. you cussing for? That Shit, honestly, man. I don't mind cussing. Like it, it. There's nothing the Bible says you can't cuss. Like whatever. Oh, now you are gonna get people in the comments? Well, you know, <laughs> and 
In this Bible, in this chapter, it says this about, you know, you're going to get those folks. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well. Those scripture finders. <laughs> scripture let me Let me rephrase that then. To, <laughs> to, to um, make sure everybody is at ease. Um, I give everyone grace and I don't judge for what they say. <laughs> We no. just choose not to cuss. Right. Basically. For me, it just doesn't sound yeah. right. Like I sound stupid. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I do not sound right mm -hmm. when I say a cuss word. Mm -hmm. Like it just doesn't come out right. Mm -hmm. So I learned like, yeah, you know, some things just ain't for you. Yeah. That's just me. But I tried. You know. You know. I used to all of the bombs. I'm like, oh, she cussing the storm in that room. Somebody's in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I tried it, but it's just, uh, it's, not yeah. it's not necessary for us. But it's like, if you do it, then it's like, it is what it is. Yeah. But but how you using them, though? It's the context. Uh, yeah. How you using them, and, and are you, like, towards someone? Because that's your love walk. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's your love walk. Hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. But no, I, I think I think it goes with how the pastors were and what they were preaching. Mm -hmm. Were they really preaching the word? And then also taking it home and instilling that into your children. Absolutely. So. And your children's children. I think that's what it was. Like nobody. And, and also like a kid has to want that too. Yeah. Like yeah you're making us go to church you're making us sit here and of yeah. course eventually that's going to pour into us because we're in that atmosphere yeah so the spirit is going to be inside of you the spirit's in all of us but um you have to actually want that for yourself even a kid you have to want that for yourself and i'm sitting here praying with carter you know we do bedtime prayers <laughs> So he's having a whole cop. First of all, oh, the Lord funny. is working on me with my patience, and it'd be late. And I'm like, all right, it's time for bed. But he'd be like, <laughs> he having a whole conversation. He'd be like, Lord, I love you. You know, I loved you before. I even knew you. <laughs> like this is this is nine year old. He's like, you know, I love you. You know, sometimes I don't want to go to church, but you, I love you. You got to do the high pitch voice. Oh, do I? Yeah, I love you. <laughs> you know, I love you. <laughs> I love you before you even knew you. <laughs> I love you before I even knew you. My like, Carter got that bass but, in his voice but yet. The guy, <laughs> I, I, I love you. Yeah. But um, I just see in him like you can tell he has a relationship with God, and it's up to me, not up to me, but it's a responsibility. Yeah, yeah. To still pour that into him, yeah. so that he could just have that foundation for himself. Because that's what it is with a parent. God's trusting a parent. Mm -hmm. to you know bring his children yeah, back yeah. to him you yeah. know and give them the right you right. Know, values and stuff bring the children to me he said that's what and, Jesus said. Come. and they will come that's another thing i noticed too with kids so i always knew like kids have a discerning spirit from the oh, jump yeah. so um i was in the store i think you were with me and i seen one of carter's teachers yeah yeah Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the little girl was yeah. just like, she yeah. doesn't know her daughter. She doesn't know me. Yeah. She doesn't, you know. She just was like, but I feel like, see, kids can see the oh, light. Kids can feel it. Yeah. They gravitate towards me all the time, and I didn't get yeah. it. I was like, oh, I, I just see. Like I didn't kids. know that. Like, I 
I knew I had a thing, like I had a gift with children. Yeah. But I didn't know, like, I just was always good with kids. I didn't know the spiritual aspect of yeah. it. It's deeper than what it looks like on the surface. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really is. It was like, I was like, wow, that ain't nothing. But look, she see it on me. And Dude. that's what I... <laughs> <laughs> that baby see it that on baby me. See it all on me. That's probably why I didn't like people when I was a kid. I didn't want nobody holding me, touching me. My mm -hmm. parents used to have to get me out of children's church. If it was a certain person working, then that's fine. But if I ain't know you, I'm crying until somebody come pick me up. And I didn't go to a lot of people. Like I didn't want to stay with mm -hmm. a lot of people. Like I was always attached to my mom. Yeah. Like, what? Yep. No, I ain't going with her. Even mm -hmm. at parties. Like, my mom would take us to family functions, and I didn't know anybody until my cousins came. So I'd be with her. I'm like, where are we going? We going over here? Where are we going, mama? <laughs> so I'm not leaving your I'm side. I'm not going nowhere else. <laughs> I'm staying with my mama. I only know so, you, yeah. so shoot. We in this together. Yeah. Let's go get these crackers. We want some chips. <laughs> Come on, let's go up here and get some food. I used to follow her around my mom's house. Every time my mom had a party i'm like well, my cousins in here i'm gonna follow her for a few more minutes wait till these cousins <laughs> get there to get here <clears throat> but Man. yeah oh <laughs> oh that's excuse not my sit excuse the spiritual bonding <laughs> Spiritual sisters connected. Sorry. Well, I think that's a pretty. Well, that's a great episode, huh? That wasn't really where we thought it was gonna go, but it went. It went. It went there. That was like three topics in one. <laughs> <laughs> a little shimmy, a little sprinkle. I was like, wow. It's been good. Feels good to be back. You know, feels good to have purpose in what we're talking about. Mm. Feels good to have purpose. <laughs> what we're talking about it feels great to have purpose you know man. actually having a goal actually because we were beforehand we did like a show on facebook live and we were actually getting great feedback on it and people saying like these girls got something like they need to bring that back and you know they they really mm -hmm. could do something i was like we just talked about a bunch of crap yeah we ain't talking about nothing i mean we were talking about some inspirational things and you know experiences that we were having but it was not in this context so it was like oh we we already had it before we even knew we had it yeah you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so let's close it out with, um, you know, a little. Come on, preacher. You know she's ordained. Shut up. She's going to marry me. <laughs> Come on, preacher. Close this out. Uh, let's just close out. So if anyone. And if you need prayer, please put it in the comments and we will definitely pray for you. And like the video and also subscribe to our channel. You Indeed. Know, put that Let's out there before I do. Spread the word. So, um, we're just trying to spread the gospel. Yes, doing God, we are. We're doing God's work. Being obedient. <laughs> exactly what we're doing. So, um, yeah, let's let's close it out with prayer and then we're out of here. Go ahead, preacher. Yep. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Father God, um, we just come to you today and we say thank you. Thank you for giving us another moment with each other, another time to fellowship. And just bless someone today, Father God. And Father God, I ask you to please just cover, wrap your arms around whoever needs it today, Father God. There's someone out here who is struggling with depression and anxiety, Father God. Someone out here who's trying to figure out their identity, who's trying to figure out their purpose, Father God. And I just ask you to draw them in, Father God. I ask you to just help them and make them feel secure in their moment. Right now in this space, Father God, I ask them to just give themselves to you, surrender to you, so that they can feel the purpose of the kingdom. Well, 
In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Well, so, y'all, that's yeah. the show. We hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got something out with it. Yep. Have a great week. Enjoy your, enjoy your week. Be blessed. Yes, indeed. All right. <laughs>